Get ready to get active because in this episode for A-Level Biology, we are going over active transport. Hey everybody, thank you for joining. I am Jono from Seneca and we are diving straight in to talk about active transport in humans and plants. If you want to get up to speed on the different types of transport you need to know about, we have other episodes covering those. We've got one for diffusion, we've got one for osmosis, we've got one for cell membrane structure. We got you covered, honey. So go check those out because um, we are going to be building on that knowledge in this episode. So what is active transport? Well, it's the, it uses energy and transports substances against their concentration gradient. So that's the key thing about active transport. Now, um, it's in charge of moving ions and molecules across a membrane against the concentration gradient and it uses ATP. We're going to start by talking about the proteins involved. We have carrier proteins. An important membrane adaption for active transport is the presence of specific carrier proteins to facilitate movement. An example of active transport is sugar absorption in the gut. Active transport allows sugar molecules, which are needed for cell respiration, to be absorbed into the blood from the gut, even when the sugar concentration in the blood is higher. Another good example is active transport of minerals in plants. Active transport in the root hair cells of plants allows plants to absorb mineral ions, which are necessary for healthy growth, even though the concentration of minerals is usually lower in the soil than in the root hair. You go plants. Roles of active transport. The main factors that affect, not we've, we've talked about some roles, we're now talking about the rate of active transport. The main factors that affect the rate of active transport are the surface area of cell membranes and the number of carrier proteins in cell membranes. So, two good processes that use active transport, sugar absorption in the gut and mineral absorption of roots in plants. Movement of water up a xylem vessel is not by active transport. That is by transpiration pool. We've got some adhesion, we've got some cohesion. Those words are scaring you. Don't worry, we'll be covering transport plants in a separate episode. But active transport, guts, sugar absorption, and mineral absorption in the roots of plants. Now we need to talk about co-transport. So this is a mechanism of transport of glucose and amino acids into the epithelial cells in the ileum. Sodium binds to the co-transporter proteins to allow glucose and amino acid to be transported. So co-transport, think about of it, think of it like getting a lift with your friend. Like you need your friend there before you can get in the car, and the car is a carrier protein. I hope this metaphor is working. If not, don't worry, we're getting into the science now. So a good example is the sodium potassium ATPase. And if you go into study biology at university, you're gonna learn so much about this protein, probably if you're doing like biochemy stuff. I had to learn a lot about it. I'm still bitter. Can you tell? So with the sodium potassium ATPase, sodium ions are actually transported into the blood by sodium potassium ATPase from the inside of the epithelial lining in the ileum, which is part of the small intestine. The concentration of Na plus is now lower inside the cells than outside. Sodium glucose transporter. Now, two sodium ions from the lumen of the ileum bind to a transmembrane protein known as the sodium glucose co-transporter. At the same time, the co-transporter binds with a molecule of glucose from the ileum and moves it into the cell. The sodium ions diffuse into the cell, moving the glucose into the cell at the same time. So that is how co-transport works. Sodium ions from the lumen of the ileum bind to co-transport bind to co-transport proteins in the membrane of epithelial cells. When the sodium ion binds, glucose also binds and is transported into the cell. So that is co-transport. It's, it's great. It's like a little friend. That glucose can't get in without that sodium and we need that NaK um, ATPase to set up those gradients. 
So transporting cells, let's go over the three main forms of transporting cells. First, we have active transport, which is the net movement of particles against a concentration gradient, and it requires energy. We need some ATP up in here. Diffusion. Diffusion is the net movement of particles from an area of high concentration to an area of low concentration, and this is an example of passive transport. It does not need any ATP. Now, osmosis, that is a special case of diffusion where only water molecules move, and it requires a partially permeable membrane, osmosis being a good example of passive transport. Okay, so that was a nice little review of the types of transport in cells, which are also covered in other episodes. So we're now going to go over a cute little example of diffusion or osmosis, talking about black current squash. <laughs> so the example of black current squash being added to water can be used to demonstrate the difference between osmosis and diffusion because it can confuse a lot of people. When you add black current squash to water, the particles in squash spread out, so the strength of its flavor is the same throughout the whole drink. The squash molecules move from the high concentration of squash molecules to the low concentration. This is diffusion, not osmosis, because it is the squash molecules that are moving. Osmosis would take place if the black current squash was trapped inside a membrane. Um, the water moves instead of the squash molecules. To equalize the concentration, the water moves into the membrane. The water moves from the dilute solution outside the membrane to the concentrated solution inside the membrane where the squash is. So I didn't come up with that example. I think it was quite good though. Hopefully that helped you consolidate your understanding about diffusion and osmosis. Just remember osmosis, movement of water. Diffusion is movement of particles that aren't water. Okay, thanks very much for joining me on this revision episode. Hope it was useful. Catch you on the next one and good luck with all your studies. You got it. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, then head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free. And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.